0: But this morning, as the month closes, this is 28th of February, right, 2021, it's important that as we have gathered together like this, in person, those who are here, virtual, those who are on radio, on Facebook, it's important that we understand the times that we live in because just like in, in an academic, Circle or in the academic circles, we have what we call curriculum. We have what we call um, syllabus, and then syllabus changes. The curriculum changes, and then there is a change of emphasis. I can tell you by the spirit of God that there is a shift of emphasis in the realm of the spirit beginning from just some few days ago, and the end, indeed, needs to be emphasized. When I say the end, I'm talking about the end of this age needs to be emphasized. It needs to be rehearsed amongst the brethren. It needs to be... We need to remind ourselves of the journey thus far so that none will be left behind. And so I'm privileged to bring you a message I kept saying, interpreting the times we live in. Interpreting the times we live in. You cannot interpret something until you have an understanding. And by the grace of God, some of us are students of prophecy. And so have a certain understanding as far as the calendar of God for this generation is concerned. And I'm glad that as a ministry, we are also an end-time prophetic church with a passion to help this generation work with God and prepare a people ready for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are on course if we de- deal with a subject like interpreting the times that we live in. And so if you will permit me, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy chapter 3. I will read from verse 10 to the end, to verse 17, through 17. But there is a, there is a verse I'm looking for, we'll find it in, in these verses of Scripture. 2 Timothy 3:10 through 17. Apostle Paul was writing to his son Timothy, and he told him that, But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecution, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. I'm reading the New King James Version of 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I'm in verse 12. But look at it. He said, out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Can I announce to somebody, I don't know what your troubles are. I don't know what your persecutions are. I don't know what your afflictions are. But the same God who delivered Apostle Paul, out of all his troubles, he is standing by. He is your deliverer. I said, he is your deliverer. You shall receive deliverance one more time. Because he is saved. He still saves. And he is able to save. Verse 12 says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. 13 says, but evil men, take note of 13 very importantly, but evil men and imposters, the King James calls it seducers. And I think that is the appropriate word. Evil men and imposters, seducers will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I'll come back to this verse. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Verse 12 and 13 will be my emphasis. Let me go on. I'll come back to 12 and 13. Or 13 and 14, rather, I'm sorry. 13 and 14. 15 says, And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Then 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. And here, it's not only a reference to the man of God, it's applicable to all of us. Because Apostle Paul was addressing the man of God, Timothy, but what he wrote applies to you and me as well. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped, the King James says, furnished for every good work. Will you say amen? Interpreting the times we live in. These are not user-friendly times. At least for us to live most of our days in these times, most of the time in the day, even going through certain protocols before you can assess certain uh, corridors should tell you that the times have changed. Like some people call it new normals. But more than new normals, you will discover That there is a wind that has already been predicted will blow across the nations of the world in the last days, in the end time. And already that wind is at our door. And when I say at our door, I'm talking about the door of where the church lives. We live in the various nations of the world. But we are a holy nation, a peculiar people, a royal priesthood. A chosen generation, that is who we are. We are different from the various nations of the world. Though we are scattered amongst the nations, but God sees us as one nation, that is the church. And there is a wind at our door that is demanding a certain compromise, a certain dilution of our conviction, so that there is no reference for guidance, like anything goes. And anybody can get up and say that, I feel like I like that. I feel like. And then it's accepted. Somebody gets up and says that I am this. And it's accepted. But you saw the concluding verses of chapter 3 of Second Timothy. He says that, and that from childhood, he's telling Timothy, look, you cannot remove the foundation. He says that if. The foundation be destroyed what can the righteous do he was telling timothy that there is a foundation that has made you who you are and if you do away with this foundation your your life will crumble and and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation so there must be a reference material and that is the holy scriptures So if somebody says that the Holy Scriptures are a cake and that they were meant for the old days and therefore we we are in modern times and therefore we want to interpret things in a modern way we will be getting ourselves at war with God. And remember he told Apostle Paul, he was then called Saul. Saul because that is the Hebrew name. He was a Hebrew but because God was sending him to the Gentiles, he gave him a gentle version of Saul, which is Paul. So we call him Apostle Paul. He told him, it is hard for you to kick against the bricks. He, first he asked him, no, first he struck him with blindness. The man got blind for three days. With scales on his eyes, he could not see. But in a vision he saw. That tells you that we see with our mind, not with our physical eyes. He saw in a vision Ananias coming to pray for him and laying hands on him, and his sight restored. But for three days, he was blind. But before the three days ended, when Jesus struck him on the way to Damascus, in the broad daylight, the Bible says there was a light that was brighter than the noonday sun that struck him. And he got blinded. And all his companions who were with him could hear a voice, but they didn't see anything. But he saw the light that was brighter than the noonday sun. And then the voice spoke and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Why are you persecuting me? Then he said, who are you, Lord? He acknowledged Jesus as Lord. Then he said, Jesus said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. The things we do against members of the body of Christ, we're actually doing it to the head, because he is part of the body. So he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Then, he now instructed him what he should do. He should get up and that, I'll send this and that and that, you know. But before he ended, he told him, it is hard for you to kick against the bricks. That is the foundation. It's hard for you. Do you know pricks? That sharp sub-pointed nails. If there are sharp pointed nails on this wall, then you come and you are kicking against it with your bare foot. What will happen to you? You will hurt yourself. the foundation god has laid and then you are kicking against it you are destroying your destiny any nation that was founded upon the word of god and has turned away from that same foundation and now has adopted modern ideologies modern democratic philosophies and would want to allow people to live anyhow they are endangering their own destiny because when god strikes I believe that it will be worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. For it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And I believe that we are the people that can interpret the times that we live in to the nations where we dwell, like in the nation Ghana, like other nations where we dwell. We have the opportunity because we have the insight, we have the understanding. He says that that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus, period. Not faith in any other thing, but in Christ Jesus. Then he added, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine that is for teaching for reproof so if people are not reproofed with the word of god they will go bible says there is a way that seems right unto man but the end thereof are the ways of death it starts like a way but as you are going and going you end up in many ways in other words at that level wherever you turn you end up in death there is a way That seems right. It seems right for us to say that because um, we are not a Christian nation. We are a secular nation. And the law is given by people. And the people, you know, develop the constitution. And the constitution does not recognize any religion. And so, therefore, if the person says, I want this, I want that, it's okay to allow it to happen. It sounds philosophically right. But morally... Everything is wrong. And we cannot destroy the moral fabric of society and still, and still expect that what we are building will keep standing. It will fall. For if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundation is done away with, this is the foundation. You, you build a, a square foundation. Then you decide that you're going to build uh, an oval building on a square foundation. Will it fit into it? It won't fit. Something is wrong somewhere. All scripture is given, and it's it's, it's said by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And I believe that the times that we live in, some people need teaching of the truth, the doctrine. Some people need reproof. Some people need correction. While others need instruction in righteousness. So that we will be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Praise the Lord. But let me go back to verse 14 and 15. We will learn from there. He said, but you must have... He said, but you must have... Con- no, 13 into 14. 13 says, but evil men and seduces... The New King James here says, Imposters will grow worse and worse. Ever read that in your Bible, please? Do you know what that means? Let's interpret this verse in the light of our existence here on earth. It means that if, as a child of God, you believe that if you stay in society, things will get better all by themselves, you are deceiving yourself. Why? Because we are living in what Galatians 1.4 calls present evil world. Number one, the world we live in is already called present. It's not not a user-friendly world. It's not a holy world. It's not a world of righteous people. It is a present evil world. Then, in that present evil world, he says that evil men and seduces. And we find a group of seducers all of a sudden seeking for their rights and privileges in a nation called Ghana. Almost everything passes through Ghana, and once it works here, it will work everywhere in Africa. I hope you know that. Even when it comes to vaccination of uh, people in, in the various nations of the world, it is Ghana first. We are the first that have received, you know, vaccination for Uh, against COVID-19, everything, this is the gateway to Africa. And let me tell you prophetically, indeed, the Antichrist will seek to implement that and make sure that everything he wants to do in Africa, Ghana will be fair. So we as a ministry that have prayer as a backbone, we have a strong responsibility. And I'm calling on members of International Prayer Resort Ministries, we are stakeholders in this nation. As far as prayer, is concerned and subduing evil is concerned and stopping evil from materializing. Evil men and seduces. And when you hear this seduces, if you don't have Christ and if you don't have conscience and you don't have the fear of God, I'm telling you, you can easily fall for their seduction because they have the smoothness of tongue and they have the, the language and they have the interpretation. They are also interpreting the times they live in. They have the interpretation. They have, I heard some people talk last week and I was like, wow, if I weren't in Christ, I could have easily been swayed by such eloquence. The eloquence alone, the grammatical connection, the insight and understanding, and yet everything is founded upon a faulty foundation. That tells you that there's a wrong premise, and yet they want to build on that premise and push for a right because this is not a Christian nation, though we have a majority of people who are Christians. But yes, by constitution, we are not a Christian nation. So they are pushing and pushing. Thank God I heard. That's the president of the Republic of Ghana said that so long as it is his tenure of office, nothing of such will be allowed during his tenure of office. So that's it. Are you there? I said, that's it. That's it. But it doesn't stop there because so long as we are in this world, present evil world, look, some people are pushing and pushing. Evil men are what? What's worse and worse. So this may fail, but another one may succeed. But can we be like Jesus? He said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So we can say that as long as we are here, we do not permit evil from taking roots. Because if we allow evil, which is contrary to scripture, you can interpret it anyway. way. Yes, these are also human beings. But you can see that something else has taken over a certain conscience and a certain moral code. And life should be allowed to be like, okay, I am, I am binary, and it's accepted. Binary means that I am neither male nor female. Ever heard that? I'm binary. I am this. I am that. And even in some circles in Europe, you are not permitted to call anybody, you know, this is a male child, this is a female child, until the child grows and accepts that I am this, I am that. So you are not permitted. If you try it, you will be sacked from your job. Do you know where we are going? We are heading towards destruction. But there must be a people who will arise and say, "No, no, 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 this is wrong." But it doesn't start from talking; it starts from prayer. Are you there? It starts from where prayer. We must subdue evil. Then, when you talk, your word will will, will stand. Other than that, all the talk, all the you know, okay, we also condemn it, we also condemn it, may not yield the right results. Because this is not coming from mere minds. It's coming from a certain force. It's a force of evil that is working through men, sponsored by men who have the wherewithal. They have the funds and the finances and pushing a certain agenda. Evil men shall watch worse and worse they will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's the world we live in. I just want you to know that that's the times we are now living in. It has just started, and it's only the beginning. Thank God somewhere along the line we will be out of here, because see, if God allows us to stay here, even the genuine in faith may be corrupted. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, when We have fulfilled our mandate as the light of the world and as the salt of the earth. Somewhere along the line, God will allow us to be taken from here so that, okay, this is what you want. I give you over to what you want. According to the book of Romans, he said that because they did not believe the truth, he gave them up to their reprobate mind to do the things that they so desire. Is this what you want? Take it and do it. That's why Bible says: deceiving and being deceived. I like it. During the week, I think one of the dumb broadcasts I shared, Wednesday or so, first Thessalonians chapter 5, and then I shared that uh, God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us and rose again from the dead. And in that same scripture, we saw that because they did not believe the truth, God gave them up you know, to their evil ways. Second, Thessalonians chapter 2 as well. We'll be going over these things because that's the times we have found ourselves in. But let me just look at verse 14. 14 says, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. After we have interpreted the times that we live in, what do we do? He says, Continue in the things which you have learned. And I'm glad as a ministry, this is our fourth year as a ministry, in the past three years, we have learned Everything that has to do with the foundation of the body of Christ. And thank God that the things or the materials that make up the foundation are the same materials that make up the building. Did you hear that? I said the the materials that make up the foundation are the same materials that make up the building. So we don't have any struggle. All we need to do is to go back. Thank God for record. In years past we preach certain messages and never had any record whether written or r- video or audio and that was not good at all because if they did that in bible days we wouldn't have had the the bible so thank god there's a record and that all the messages that have been preached or almost all apart from the early days of september 2017 into december which the record is there but it's not part of what we have on the website almost everything is available he says continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of my question is what have you learned for the past three years jesus spent three years with his disciples i hope you know that and after that he knew that he had finished his job he could go and some people will continue with the same message And then number two, he says, and have been assured of. What have you been assured of? What is your assurance in the midst of the tide and the wave, the evil that is besieging the nations? What have you been assured of? Are you also afraid because others are afraid? Are you also worried because others are worried? Are you trembling for fear because others are trembling for fear? We are the hope. If you go down, then everybody will go down because if the light is dim. If the light that is in you is, is dim, it's if it, Jesus says, if it be darkness, then how great is that darkness? So if, as a light of the world and as a salt of the earth, we fail to function as such, we will disappoint the generation that we live in. But thanks be to God, there is a remnant. A people who understand the times and who will interpret the times to the rest of humanity so we can help many and of some snatched by force, pulling out of the fire. Saving their souls from going to hell. Because I can imagine, one lady was talking and I was just imagining, assuming I gave birth to such a person, and she's my daughter, because I have two daughters, okay? And my daughter grows up, and because of a certain sponsorship, to go and learn law somewhere. And then, because of the sponsorship, has been given such a doctrine. And she's now preaching it so smoothly and so eloquently. If this person were my daughter, what would I do? I asked myself this question. And she is somebody's daughter. Take note. She's somebody's daughter. So I put myself in the shoes of the experience and I realized that, look. If we don't stop this evil in our time and allow things to be, what will happen is that maybe... Before even Jesus comes, the next generation who are our children may not have the moral fiber and the code to be able to bring up the next generation, their children. Because there the rights would have been entrenched. Said that it's my right. Where a male will look at you and say, I'm a female and you, 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 I'm a binary. Some will say that I'm I'm a white person in a black skin. But actually it's actually to tease the whites. The blacks are doing that to tease the whites, you know. Even if you say you are gay, me too, I'm also a white person in black skin. Can you challenge that? Uh, it's a way of saying that you are not gay, but you are saying you are gay, me too, I'm also a white person in black skin. Say, no, you are white. You are, you are black. Say, like, but can't you see that I'm white? So where is it? Then he also you what shows that you are gay? I like that. That's a good argument. Praise the Lord. I saw a video like that and I laughed. I said, thank God we can always get them. Praise the Lord. The people that said that Polygamy was wrong when they came to Africa some 500 years ago. And the same people who are saying that now a man can marry an animal. And it's okay. The rest I won't even mention. Something is wrong somewhere. Something is wrong somewhere. Please, let us not take it for granted. And it's not even for talk. It's for prayer. I'm calling on us. In the month of March, I know... God will give us the grace. We may not even need to do any video work in that regard. But once a week, we'll find a way to pray together. Is that okay? Once a week, let's find a way to pray together. Let's arise, shine. Our light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. God wants us to stop evil before it's entrenched in this nation. Because if it's entrenched in the gateway to Africa, it will penetrate Africa and Africa will be corrupted. But we are the hope of this generation, Africa. Africa is the hope. It's the last hope and it's the answer to the nations of the world. The people that brought the gospel to us, in the end time, we are sending the gospel to them in its simplicity, in its wisdom. And we must help them because they helped us once upon a time. Other than that, would have been full of idol worship also. Is that okay? Let me just make reference to the 13 and 14 again, then we'll look at one scripture and close. He says, but evil men and imposters or seducers will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue, this is my emphasis, you must continue in the things which you have learned. That The Americans call it learned. In our British language, you would say learned. And being assured of. Okay, can I just bring one scripture we have learned and are assured of? Because we have learned these things. The things we have learned, he said, continue in them. I like it when scripture says that we should, for instance, not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, but we should exalt one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. The things that are happening now are signs that the day of his coming is approaching. Because if he does not intercept, even the very elect will miss out on God because it's getting worse and worse. So when people say that, oh, the world is going to make it better place for you and for me, and there are immer- who said that you can make this world better. The only hope. That's why next week Sunday we'll be showing a a, a prophetic picture of the end time. An end time prophetic picture is a church that can make this world better. If we are out of here, the day we get out of here, you will discover that this world is one big zone of darkness without the church. We are the light of the world, we are the sword of the earth. So I said, make it a better place. How will you do that? The one who manufactured it, you say you don't want his manual. He manufactured this world. He called this world into being. But we say by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And you say you don't want his word. And you're going to make it a better place. It won't work. No wonder Scripture has prophesied that when the church is gone, during the days of the Antichrist, he will actually promote peace. In the first three and a half years, he will promote peace. He will promote craft. He will build a lot of things. Engineering, a whole lot of IT stuff. Things will get better and by that peace, by the middle of the three and a half years, I mean the seven years, that is three and a half years. Bible says, by that peace, he shall destroy many. That's no peace. That is something that looks like peace, but it's, it's pseudo-peace, it's false peace. Because there's an agenda behind that peace. There's an agenda to put all people together under one umbrella so that we can manipulate, we can control, we can search, we can discover that this one is, you know, that is how they will get Israel, because Israel will not compromise during those days. And therefore their determination will be that let's eliminate this nation so we can have one world government full of peace. And that will lead to the battle of Armageddon where we will come back from heaven to fight. Hallelujah. Oh, God is wonderful. Will I be permitted to uh, look at the Things we have learned, just one of them. We have learned a lot. But during the week, I encourage you to join the dawn broadcast. We'll be sharing more along those lines because the Lord put on my heart on February 24. It was clear. He said, Speak about the end times. Wednesday, I remember. So that dawn that was when I said first Thessalonians chapter five. It says speak about the end times. We've already spoken about it. I could have said, Okay, I've said it before, but it says, Speak. So I do as he has instructed. Hallelujah. And I'm glad we are an end-time generation, so end-time prophetic church, I mean, with a passion to help this generation work with God. 1 Corinthians 15, one of the things we learn and have been assured of, this is our assurance, it's a blessed assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, oh, what a fortress of glory divine. Heir of salvation, the Patris of God, born of his spirit, was in his blood. This is my story, this, this is, is my, my song. song, I'm praising you are my Savior all, all day, day, day long, long. This, this is, is my song. This, this is my, my song praising my savior, my savior all the day long. Before I read the verses, the Lord brings something he spoke to me. He's spoken to me about it before. He's spoken to me recently about it, and he brings it back again that lone rangers in this end time will not survive. No wonder if you watch the plan. The plan is also to make. Here in Africa, we are okay. Ask anybody you know who lives in Europe. I won't mention the names, but almost all the European countries. Yesterday night, I was even talking to one. You don't have anybody visiting you at home. Even when somebody is dead, you won't even know. Nobody visits. In fact, one country, a lady told me that. They are three. She, her husband, and her son. And they know the number. So if police comes around and finds that you are more than three, they give you, you know, 700 euros. Maybe I'm giving you a clue of the country. 700 euros. You pay. Fine. You pay. Are you there? Africa, we are liberated. You don't know. We are free. We can move about. You can visit. You can move. They don't have the freedom in Europe. And if it's experimented in Europe and it works, the next thing is that Impose it on Africans. Sorry. After they've given you some one million dollars. Yeah, you impose it on Africa. That's the world we live in. Africa, we are liberated. You have no idea. So the plan of the enemy is just to segregate. Not just the church, but family from family. So that you are alone. And then when you're alone, they can hit you with anything. And it will work. So in as much as COVID is real, it's a fact. We can't deny it. And social distancing is a way to prevent COVID infection. There is certainly an agenda to entrench a certain phenomenon that is deeper than COVID itself. So that we will live separate from one another. That is why we as a church... And as the body of christ can take advantage of the virtual is that okay don't say that because we are not gathering together so i have nothing to do with church you are wrong like we said in the first meeting at the coconut grove hotel the house of the Lord is not about the physical structure it's about the gathering together of members of the body so whether virtual or physical you are a member of the house of the lord absenting yourself distancing yourself Maybe you may have another fellowship elsewhere. Glory be to God. Then at least you are still, you know, in the number. But if you are alone, hey, you have no idea the temptations. I'm telling you, it was the temptations the Lord brought to my hand right now. That's what I'm saying, what I'm saying. The temptations will be said that you will find believers who would naturally would have resisted certain temptations falling and falling free like that. And you ask yourself, is it me that is falling like that? It's because you are alone. Let him that thinketh his standeth take heed, lest he falls. Never trust in your own strength. No, we don't have it in our in our. Paul said, "In my flesh dwelleth no good thing." You don't have that ability. So it is iron, sharpening iron. So a man sharpening the countenance of his friend. That is how we are to go. Yendi and Tuma boyendi holding each other, and going all the way, all the way to. We're Not Calvary this time. We are all the way to heaven. Being with Christ forever. That's our vision. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. All right. So that's what the Lord brought to my heart again. Because I, can, I don't want to say I can see people falling, but that's what I see in my spirit. And, but we can stop it because God doesn't want it to happen. He has shown it so that we will stand. We stand in the evil day and having done all, stand. Some are not able to withstand in the evil day. This is the evil day. But some are not able to withstand. When evil tries, before you realize, shum, they are falling. Ah, and this believer that converted me, brought me to Christ, is the same person preaching against the same Christ. Ever met her before? I had that experience. I've told you before. So, such a person, if you are not truly rooted, you will follow him because he led you to Christ. If now you have met him and he says that, that Christ that I preach, oh, He doesn't even exist. How will you even? But I look at him with pity because I knew that he was wrong. He couldn't interpret the times that he lived in. Hallelujah. He thought that because he gave his life to Christ at the last minute before old level and he lived, you know, a life of seven souls that he had messed up with, then surely God should have made him pass. It doesn't work like that. You should have learned. You should have learned. There's a time for everything learn it's all level time learn you say you are winning souls moving from school to school yes god will use you because you made yourself available but the time for learning had passed so you failed then you now blame it on god and say god if if you were there if god existed that's a wrong interpretation isn't it and i could have said that oh he's such a person because this was somebody who was used by god to save souls including some of us that, we, that was when we first understood the gospel and made the confession of faith. So we could have said that if this person has gone back to the world, then I better go back to the world too. But I didn't. And I'm glad he also came back by 1995 to the Lord. Hallelujah. We give God the glory. Let me end with First Corinthians 15. I'll just read through some of the things we have learned, then we can close. Maybe during the week, during the dumb broadcast, we can be emphasizing more. On these verses of scripture. First Corinthians 15, from 50 through 58. He says to us, Apostle Paul writing, Now that, he said, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. Take note, there's a hyphen there, or there's a comma, depending on which version you're using. We shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Before I go to verse 53 to 58, I think that it's important that we draw a certain picture on these verses, even to the extent that Friday night, You know, I was in a meeting, a Zoom meeting, I told you, and this great man of God preaching, I noticed that it's the same way that people have interpreted these verses, it's the same way that he also communicated it. But I want to stand on what Scripture has said and not what somebody has said. What people have said is that it is the taking us from the earth to meet Christ in the air, that will happen within the twinkling of an eye. Okay? within a split of a second, the blink of an eye, according to this man of God, he was even given the scientific uh, uh, the scientific calculation. It's about one eleventh or is it one hundredth of a, a microsecond. It's very, very sharp. And that is how, in the, within a moment, this is how we have all interpreted it. We were all brought up that way. But I noticed from Scripture that Scripture is so plain about this thing I don't want to give any picture somebody has seen in a vision that, okay, this is how the rapture will take place. that will be seen going up or whatever. But at least I know that when Jesus Christ in his glorified state was going to heaven, they all saw him ascending. And then while they were looking up, some angels appeared and said, why are you looking into heaven? This same Jesus whom you see go up shall come in like manner. That's when he's coming back to the earth. But I want to believe also that there will be a similar experience, my experience, Doesn't matter. There will be a similar experience. My interpretation doesn't matter. Therefore, in this regard, look at it. He said, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. In other words, it's not compulsory that everybody must die before we get to heaven. Though he has said in the verse 50 that flesh and blood cannot inherit the the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit in corruption. So it means that if you don't take it, then you may think that, okay, if that's the case, then I must die before I get to heaven. But it says that, behold, there's a mystery, there's a hidden secret. In the midst of people exiting by the death door to heaven, there's a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. I wanted to just merge this verse of Scripture with First Thessalonians chapter 4. During the week, we'll be sharing it during the dumb broadcast. Okay, you'll discover that there's a first trumpet sound then the dead in Christ will be raised incorruptible. Then there's a second or the last trumpet sound. Then we who are alive and remain shall be changed in a moment. It is the change that is in a moment within a twinkling of an eye. It's not the catching up to the heavens. Can we draw that distinction? Because I've heard preachers, and these are well-meaning preachers. Probably they also learned it from other generations so we have preached it and i realized that something is wrong it's not the catching away that is going to happen in a moment it can happen but here the verses are so clear it says that we shall all be changed in a moment we who are alive from mortality to immortality it shall just be within a split of a second isn't that beautiful but all of a sudden we are freed from the imprisonment of this physical body which is a great limitation which is full of temptations a great limitation. Our spirituality would have been higher if not for this corruptible flesh. It's a veil that has veiled our spiritual senses from assessing the deep things of God. So we shall all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality so when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory verse 55 oh death where is your sting oh hades or grave where is your victory the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law 57 says, But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 58 ends by saying, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, or immovable, or unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Somebody say amen. These are the things we have learned and have been assured of. I just brought one example he says, in the midst of all that is happening, continue in the things you have learned and have been assured of. Instead of looking for death before you go to heaven, you should look for the day when death shall be swallowed up in victory. Can I say that again? Instead of looking for death, it's not mandatory. Maybe during the week we'll look at Hebrews 9, 27 and 28, and then on and on. Then you understand that. We have learned these things already, but we will go back because he wants us to go back. He said continue in the things that you have learned. So there's like a rehearsal, preparing for exams, okay? Rehearser, you rehearse, you rehearse, you go over and over because the day of accountability is the same way that will judge us. So it's okay if after three years we go back to the same material because the same material that it will be used to build us up. He so I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Instead of looking for death, he says, look for the day when that same death shall be swallowed up in victory. And when is that day? The day the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, who are alive and remain at the second trumpet sound, at the last trumpet sound, are changed from mortality To immortality, from the corruptible body to the incorruptible, that day, death. He said, Then it shall come to pass. The saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. So, child of God, don't look forward to death before you know you can see Jesus. No, it's not all who may die, some have died. Some may still die, but it's not all who may die because it's a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In other words, those who are alive, they shall be changed. It's not a mandatory that they must die before then they will now know, resurrect, no. Those who have died will be raised first from death. But those who are alive will be changed from mortality to immortality in a moment within the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet sound in a moment so that change is what we should look forward to hallelujah are you not expecting that day when this corruptible body this dying body this vile body i like it when philippians 3:20 says our citizenship is in heaven from whence we look for the savior the lord jesus christ who shall change this vile body do you know vile When something is vile it means that hmm a bone a bone this vile body oh you don't have any idea. This is a vile body. The one that we cherish so much. It is a spirit in us that gives it some life. So it, it glows. The day the spirit exits this body, you realize that, mm, I didn't say that a bone. it's a vile body. It's a vile body. It's a corruptible body. If there is anything to cherish, it is the salvation we have in Christ Jesus. And then take care of your body because that's where God dwells now. But you will change the mortal body because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You won't go to heaven with this physical body. You won't go to heaven with your flesh and blood. Even, Even Enoch and Elijah who are in heaven with their natural bodies, according to the eschatological teachings of scripture, they will come to the earth. They will come to the earth. During the great tribulation, we will not be here, but they will come to the earth. Elijah and Enoch. And you will find them killed. And then after three days, they will rise again. It's in the Bible. Can you read the book of Revelations? You will find it there. Are you there? Because they will not stay there with their flesh and blood forever. That's a program of God. Because they were not on earth, they cannot receive that change. Because they are already there, preserved by the, the by the. By the timelessness of heaven, their natural body is preserved. For thousands of years, they have been in the natural body. Isn't that wonderful? When you are outside of time, you don't suffer corruption. But they will not come to the earth any time soon until we are gone. So since they will not be here to receive that change, they will be allowed to come back as the two witnesses prophesied by Zechariah and also prophesied in the book of Revelations. The two olive trees. And then, according to scripture, there will be the two prophets witnessing to Israel with the 12,000 that will be preaching in those days. But some along the line, you will find that they will die. After three days, they will rise again. And then they will be caught up to heaven also. Beautiful experience, isn't it? But flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So I'm looking forward to the day. Let's assure ourselves of this things. we are closing. Looking forward to the day when death, shall be swallowed up in victory. In recent days, in recent times, we have seen people we know so close go by death, and it's not a pleasant experience. Are you there? No wonder Bible calls death an enemy. He says the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Hallelujah. Looking forward to the day, it's like this enemy has been doing wicked, 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 but the day will come. This enemy Shall be destroyed also. Looking forward to that day. When for us, death shall be swallowed up in victory. But even after we are gone, those who who will live in those days, according to scripture, they will be looking for death, and death will tell them, see, I don't kill anybody any longer. Because me too, my time is up. So you call for death, you can even go and drink poison, you will still be alive. Hey. I wanted to die so that I will, I will stop suffering in the great tribulation. They will look for death and death. You say, "Mountain, follow me." Mountain says, "I don't fall any longer." You can shift the mountain; it won't fall. Because death would have stopped killing people because people must go through the great tribulation where scorpions are in the shape of horses. Scorpions, oh, please take note. It's in the Bible. Book, read the book of Romans. Scorpions are shaped like horses, and when they give you a sting. Just imagine a scorpion in the form of a horse. I said the world hasn't seen anything yet. We call it global pandemic. This one, we can't see it. It's a small virus. But when you see a horse, meanwhile, it's a scorpion, stinging, giving you a sting, a bite of a sting. That is when you know that the world is a wicked world. Interpreting the times that we live in. These are not user-friendly times. It's not time to sleep. It's time to be watchmen and watchwomen. It's time to wake up whilst others are asleep bible says "While men slept that's when the evil do are so tears among the wheat, and the enemy has started but we should do the work of water i'm calling on watchmen and watch across the globe let's do something let's pray some of them will be online some of them will have to gather together and pray and change the story can listen to your feet in jesus name oh glory be to god this is my story this, this is, is my, my song. I'm praising Praise my Savior all the this, this is my story. Yes, this, this, is is my story. Is this is my, my song. song. Oh, praising my, my Savior. Savior. The this is my story, this, this is, is my story, this is my song, this, this is, is my, my song. song, I'm praising my Savior, Praise my, my Savior all the day, Lord. This is my story. this is my song, this, this is, is my, my song. song, oh, pray oh, oh. my Savior, savior all the day long. He says that continue in the things you have learned and have been assured of. The assurance we got today was from 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Always, in the midst of the global pandemic, in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the news we hear hear left, right, center, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Will you lift up your voice and tell yourself, God, help me to assure myself of these truths. Help me to walk with this assurance. Help me to walk in the light of these assurances that I've learned from you, that I will not wane. My faith will not wane. My strength will not wane. I will not slack in faith. I will not backslide. That I will not fall. That I will withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Help me, Lord, to stand in the gap, not to be a part of Those who go down, but to be an intercessor, a watchman, watching over the walls of the nation where I dwell, watching over the walls of the nation Ghana, watching over the walls of the body of Christ worldwide, watching over the walls of the of the cities of the Lord. He says, My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. Oh God Almighty, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the grace uh, to keep this assurance uh, at the forefront of my of my thinking in my heart and in my thoughts uh, that I will be assured of these things continually, that my labor is not in vain, uh, that I will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ blessed be your holy name oh god thank you for your mercy and thank you for your favor we bless you lord in jesus holy name amen can i pray for us here as well as those who are watching and listening on ip online radio father i pray for every one of us including myself that in this end time we will not become lone rangers Father, that we will recognize our strengths and our weaknesses so that we will team up as a people, sharpening one another, walking in love, for love covers a multitude of sins. That the love of Christ, which is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, according to Romans 5:5, will be the covering that will cover our weaknesses. That instead of finding fault, we will will find the need to cover the weaknesses of one another. That we who are strong will not use our strength to intimidate those who are weak, but we shall, we, shall, we shall take cognizance of the fact that, hey, it could have been us, so that we will pull others from the fire, saving with fear hating even the garment spotted by the flesh, according to the book of Jude. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that having done all, we will still stand. So that when Christ shall come, we will not bow our heads in shame. May we run the race, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and is now set at the right hand of, of, of the Father. Let your will alone be unfolded in our lives, and let the name of the Lord be glorified. We thank you for the grace, to serve you. Give us more grace to continue in the service of the Lord, knowing that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. If there is anybody who feels like giving up and backsliding, Father, strengthening such an individual and give us the momentum, give us the impetus, give us the drive, the passion, the compassion, the understanding, the ability to interpret the times that we live in so that we will not find fault with ourselves nor with one another, but we will discover that it's an enemy who seeks to swallow us up. But rather than being swallowed up by the enemy, we will live to see the day when deaths have been swallowed up in victory. That we will walk in that victory. For now, thanks be to God, who will always cause us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the fragrance of his knowledge by us in every place. Blessed be your holy name for answered prayer in Jesus' name. And the saints shall say, Amen. Everybody say, Amen.